You're listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper, a podcast about how to become a better and more successful yoga teacher. With Anastasia Shevchenko, the founder of the Berlin Yoga Conference, and Nadezhda Gapova, founder of Yoagna Yoga and Nonstop Yoga Festival. Hello, guys. Today we are speaking about how to find a place to teach. Our next five episodes are all dedicated to fresh yoga teachers, to young yoga teachers who just start to teach, and we start with the place for the teaching. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is uh, kind of like meant for young, fresh yoga teachers, but I mean, who doesn't look for a place to teach, right? Because even if you're a more uh, experienced yoga teacher, you are changing jobs Pla and yeah. places where you teach all the time so uh, actually as an experienced yoga teacher you might find this episode very valuable as well that's right mm -hmm. yeah Anastasia maybe you can tell some words how you start to teach uh, sure so I did my uh, teacher training uh, 10 years after I started practicing yoga so I already had 10 years of my own practice and I studied in a university communications and uh, I worked in the profession for some time and then I was like okay <laughs> I want to be a yoga teacher this is not for me <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a corporate <laughs> Mm -hmm. I don't want all this manipulation and PR and marketing, <laughs> <laughs> selling people what they don't need. <laughs> so no, you might sell good products. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, you know, that's how you start usually yeah. when you're, when you're like so discontent with your previous profession and education and you think yoga is going to solve mm -hmm. all of your existential <laughs> problems. <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. Um, so yeah, I went to Thailand for 200 hours um, and that was only one month intensive. And after I came back, I started teaching my friends. So my first uh, student was my boyfriend, nice. <laughs> my husband now. <laughs> I guess I did really? something yeah. well wow. in the class. <laughs> mm. Um, so I was teaching Ohad. I remember um, actually that we practiced teaching yoga at the teacher training, but of course the environment is very different because we're teaching each other and we're doing it as a group under the guidance of our teacher. And here I was alone in my apartment in Berlin in the evening teaching my boyfriend who I wanted to impress <laughs> <laughs> what it is it's I difficult. learned in Thailand <laughs> about yoga. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I did the class and he was like, yeah, it was quite all right. Thank you. He really liked like my adjustments and my mm. touch and he liked my voice. But, you know, he said that I, I need to practice. I need to just um, uh, run the script a couple of times, maybe prepare what I want to say, kind of like read it as an actor in a theater play. Of course, it was easy to, for me to do it in English, but then I needed to learn how to do it in German, which was quite challenging because my, my German wasn't so good back in the time. I was still quite fresh to Germany. So I like with the German, it really felt like I, I, I had to come up with a script <laughs> and I learned it. And then I was just kind of like reading out of it. <laughs> and, and then it kind of like most of the classes sounded the same. <laughs> <laughs> But I think people appreciate it. Um, yeah, the routine. My, my routine. Mm. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the, the comfort, you know, that, that they knew what to expect. <laughs> yeah. So really like the bottom line is try to get to teach as much as possible when you're a new uh, yoga teacher. And when you're an experienced yoga teacher, go and check out other classes and get inspired by other people because you always should be adjusting and finding more and more um, intricate ways of giving people yoga 
no matter what background, no matter what gender, no matter what uh, body, no matter what age, and no matter what uh, mental psychological state. And this is an ongoing process. What about you? How, how did you start teaching yoga? I had a bit similar situation from the other side. I didn't want to teach. It was not my intention, but my friends asked me. I was already like seven or eight years intensively practicing yoga, doing a lot of workshops, like intense learnings, but without certificate because I was not intending to have it. So I did some kind of a quick course of getting um, a yoga teacher and learning how to just, how not to um, break a person. Yes, yeah, so what you have to take care of. And I had also a lot of experience myself. I injured my, me, myself before, so I knew already on my body uh, what is good and what's not that good. And then I started to, to give a small group of, like, yeah, for, for the friends because they really, really asked me very strongly. And then they brought some more people. I was in, in Duisburg. I was already um, uh, four years, I think, in Germany. So I could speak German already. It was not a problem. We, tra we, we, we had uh, some free room in this um, dormitory and practiced. And then the group started to get bigger and I found a better room. It was still for free from the university and people were coming and I started to charge a bit, just a very small money for this. And um, then it became so big that I really wanted to have a very nice cozy room. And yeah, this time I think it was 2006 or um, Seven, six. It was a good time because not that many yoga was um, in Duisburg. I was quite unique. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just settled, like I started by myself. I found uh, a room, I rented it and I defined the prices and I made a website. And um, as I'm a, a CEO, search engine optimizer, I did it that you can immediately find it um, if you search for yoga Duisburg. And um, then how, that's how it started. Yeah, I guess it really reproduces a very common pattern. I mean, you obviously ask for your friends and relatives to to help you and support you when you're doing something new and uh, you need their um, feedback. It's it's quite common. It's mostly a question of practicing. Uh, when you start, you're still a bit anxious and afraid to speak up and to be the leader, um, to hold the space and the energy for others. But as you do it, you get better at it. Yes. So you really need just That's, to practice, really. You truly practice. Um, so everything depends from your own practice and experience level. If when you are asking yourself, how can I find a place to teach and where, you need to first be honest with yourself, like what it is that you can offer. What level could you teach? What kind of class could you teach? Do you have a specific um, skill or specific uh, background that allows you to maybe teach a specific themed class, like, you know, maybe you did a training in yoga for pregnancy. Yes. And so that's what you offer. But you have to be careful that um, these days, many of the themed classes, you need to have a, an, another certificate for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, of course, if you've being pregnant yourself, for instance, and you kind of like know the drill and know, and you are teaching yoga and, and you know your body, you could safely teach others without the certificate. But uh, if you really want to become like um, an expert in that specific field, you, you probably have to study with yeah, someone who is an expert yeah. <laughs> um, um, in that field. And, and then only then could you actually offer such classes. So as, as a beginner yoga teacher, you probably could teach other beginners. Although 
it takes a lot of skill to really teach beginners. Yeah. So usually like beginner. really, really great um, long-term teachers still teach beginners because they just are able to create the best circumstances and environment to, to foster these people who are so new and so fragile in their yoga path. Yeah, I would suggest in this place, if you're really just starting and having your friends now for your yoga group, then choose some sporty friends <laughs> who are uh, more or less already available yeah, in exactly. their bodies so that you can train on them first. Uh, and then you can have some more challenging people who are, have different issues yes. specific yeah. health problems yeah like focus on like more normal that's a really mm -hmm. great point more kind of like uncomplicated uh, yes that's better <laughs> <laughs> like yeah sure they don't know the postures you have to show them the alignment you sh you have to um teach them the, the basics um but um um, yeah, I mean, you cannot teach um, still probably someone who comes with like a serious issue where you really need to have some kind of background or yeah. even like medical in, um, in... background to to really deal good with that issue. Also and... old people, for example, I wouldn't start with them. It's more it can be more challenging. Again, be honest to yourself and just um, if you see the person where you're not sure you can really deal with this person, then better say, excuse me, I, I don't feel like I'm um, now in the position to teach you. Maybe you go there and there and try there and then you can come later to, <laughs> to me. Or you can at least say, oh, I'm not sure about this question you ask or how to deal with this problem. But if you come like in a week, I will try to research this. I will ask some of my more experienced teacher friends and we'll find a solution. Yeah. Like you don't have to send them away unless like really you cannot deal with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but just being upfront and honest about uh, things and, and not pretending to be like an expert in every single issue. <laughs> We have different goals when we go to yoga teacher training and some people really do it for themselves and some people finish and they thought they would like to teach but then they um, notice that they're really not that far. They really need some more teaching and maybe it's also good. So then try with your friends but just give you some more time. But if you now you really already feel like of course it's always a little bit, uh, you're always a little bit afraid if I am ready to teach this question will be uh, for sure you are more or less uh, com um, comfortable about yourself, then better start to teach directly after your training. As long as your knowledge um, is fresh, as long as you know how to adjust the people, what to say, what the best way to express yeah, something. Yeah, it's kind of like driving a car. Like yeah. when you do your lessons and you get your license, the best is when you just start using your new skill right away. Because if you put it aside and try to come back to it like in two years, you're you going to be forget. rusty. Yeah. <laughs> you, yes. you basically will, will not be in a position to teach because you forgot and you never actually build up an expertise. So you would have to start from the beginning and maybe do another teacher training, which of course, like Nadia mentioned, maybe that's what you should do because you took a, such a long time off. So like the point is, like if you do a teacher training and you want to teach yoga, start right away. Another thing that we I would like to speak about is this issue of money. When you are a fresh yoga teacher, you spend a lot of money on your teacher training, right? Yes. So <laughs> it's, it's like an investment. And you kind of like keen to start working and earning some money to, you know, to pay off your loan or to just like 
be able to support yourself. As we mentioned in the previous episodes, we both of us really recommend having a part-time job aside from teaching. And there are many reasons for that. First, it really frees you up from this kind of like survival mode, you know, where you're stressed out and anxious if you're making enough with yoga. And as a new yoga teacher, this is really, really bad. You're not in a position to just live on yoga. It's not possible. It's it's, And it's dangerous and uh, it's not going to create like a perfect uh, environment for the people who come to your class. Yeah, I think there is also a very important issue to say that teaching yoga is not the same as teaching some athletics. Yeah. Normally, if you teach sport, you really can uh, learn some techniques, some ways how to explain, and there are not that, not that many variety of doing this. Yoga is somehow, yeah, it's much more because it's go much more deeper in the body. It uh, do something with the mind. The exercises are more challenging, actually. You can also more easily harm others. In this way, don't think that uh, it's only routine you will learn what to do as a yoga teacher and then you uh, you can do this uh, you really need your experience say it all the time yeah your body experience also experience how to say the words experience to see what is the person what problems uh, it has and uh, how you should deal with this it's more serious for me it's much more serious than just uh, do some i don't know um, sport. Yeah. You have a big responsibility because you're dealing with people's bodies, minds and souls and so yes you have to be um, careful how you exercise that responsibility. So back to the question of money, um, so let's just assume that you do have a part-time job <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and when you do start teaching um, after your teacher training you start with you know teaching your friends maybe for free but another option is, of course, by donation. But be careful with this because people get used to things easily. And then they're like, hey, yeah, you teach me for free, like already for a few weeks. So we just continue like this, right? Because like, where do you stop? <laughs> people like to take advantage of comfortable situations. So uh, maybe you could offer like a deal upfront. You could say, hey, I'm new to yoga and I just did my teacher training, but I really invested a lot of money in it and I really did my homework studying. So now I would like to practice and I would like to offer you five free classes. And afterwards, my class, if you want to continue, would be um, 20 euro, uh, 60 minutes private. Yeah, so it's like a really mm. good deal for a private mm. class. So if you do it like that, I think it will create less problems for you in the future. And it will also be um, more comfortable for you psychologically to know that your work does have a price, so that you don't just work for free because no one should really work like completely for free even if they're new to something it's some kind of work of course there are other ways how you could get paid you could get paid by um, your friend uh, giving you food or cooking for you or you could get paid by your friend arranging some other circumstances in your life and helping you in some other way like what i did some time ago not so long time ago actually was like an exchange where i got singing classes Mm -hmm. I know me singing classes <laughs> for yoga classes and it's just like it's a matter of like exchanging with people values and finding someone who would be interested in your yoga class and offer you something that you're interested in in return. 
Yeah, like in this point, my opinion is slightly different from Anastasia, <laughs> not that often. Uh, but I'm really see this um, like teaching for free. It depends on your how are you now. So if you're really fresh and you really just want to gather your experience, how to teach, and you need this. Uh, it's again, as I said, not like you know some in instructions and you say and everyone uh, happy. You really have to develop some kind of feeling. And in this point, when people come to your class, they give you themselves. So you have the possibility to train. But yeah, as Nastasia said, it's a good way to say, for example, I do it. I don't know, some couples, two, three months or five classes or like this. You So you just, you can determine this for yourself or maybe if you are you have enough self-esteem to say okay now i feel myself much better i really already have some feeling and uh, now i feel that i invest something not only getting from you your um, being here in my class so um, now my class has some value you can donate or it costs five or ten euros and so when you already have a bit of practice and you're not going to embarrass yourself in front of people like a class of at least like five people, you can manage that kind of energy, um, then it's a good um, time to start looking for a studio to work in. And as a new uh, yoga teacher, um, you, you're not going to get a, a position in a yoga studio right away because guess what? There are many yoga teachers out there who are like much more experienced um, than you. Uh, who have already a lot of the, of their students or followings and the studio would always prefer these teachers. Yeah. Um, so how you could get into a studio? Well, go, first of all, make like maybe a list of yoga studios in, in your city that you would like to be a part of. Like remember that the, the yoga method that you studied in should match their yoga method because if they're like a yoga method N and you studied X, <laughs> then it's not going to work because, you know, they, they're doing something else. Many yoga studios actually offer many different styles and methods. They're kind of like um, eclectic like that. So um, look for these kind of eclectic uh, places where um, you see in the schedule that the classes that you would like to teach are offered or maybe they're not offered, but there is, um, there is a possibility to offer them. Like you see that there are many different um, possible choices but just not your specific class and maybe it would be interesting for them to 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 offer that but before you ask them to to feature your class <laughs> or even give you a chance um to to teach at the studio you need to first start going there and just seeing like what's happening you need to um, get an understanding for what kind of um, studio it is, what kind of people go there, what kind of needs they have, what kind of age group, what kind of um, socioeconomic background. Like you have to really understand what it is that's being offered so that you can adjust your offer to fit that. And uh, of course, another reason why it's important to go to a studio where you want to work for some time is for them to get to know you, to see you as a person, to see your practice. And then, of course, you can always mention, introduce yourself, that you're a yoga teacher and that you're looking for opportunities to teach. And this is where, you know, it's good to meet the studio owner and go to their classes and show that you're responsible and reliable and uh, friendly and kind, you know, all of these kind of qualities <laughs> that you would want in a yoga teacher if you're a studio owner and you're making a choice who to hire. Uh, look for like the teachers in that studio that you really like and respect. So go to their classes because you will learn something from them, but also because you could then become maybe their sub. 
So sub th uh, their classes and talk to them. Say, hey, I would like to sub your classes if you're sick or if you're leaving on vacation. Uh, think of me. Um, you're not going to be their choice, number one, because most of the people um, have like... A already a couple of um, colleagues that they can go to. But, uh, you know, sometimes things happen and um, many people are doing something all away, like in the summer, it's very difficult to find a good sub. So you will get your opportunity. Yeah, here you um, bring me to some idea. When you come to yoga studio and uh, say that you would like to sub or have a class, uh, that is a good possibility to say, I am already teaching a class here. You don't need to say that I, that I are your friends and you're teaching for free. <laughs> But you can say, I regularly I have already my class, I have uh, some space, and uh, now I'm teaching already like half a year. It, it sounds much better. Then you can come and say, I just finished my uh, one uh, month education. Also, what I thought, how you can, it's maybe a bit a topic for before, what we are speaking, how to start to teach yoga. Uh, the good possibility, of course, is summer and uh, to teach yoga outside. Mm -hmm. And there you can yeah, use Facebook and make an event that's uh, maybe yoga for free outside or it's uh, some paid class, uh, how you like. And what's the positive of uh, yoga outside is that you don't need to pay rent and you don't have any expenses it's also a very nice way to attract people and to gather some experience yeah and the, just people watching you teach on the grass they can come to you and ask you oh what are you guys doing and maybe they would like to join next time so it's kind of like actually because you're practicing yoga in a public space you're advertising mm. it at the same time yeah. <laughs> Now, there is this question of whether to teach in a yoga studio or in a gym environment, because as you probably all know, there are so many um, gyms that offer yoga programs these days, a variety of yoga classes. What are the advantages and disadvantages of that? As far as I know, the gyms um, offer mostly better payments mm -hmm. because yeah. they have yeah much more clients already and uh, that's just another concept of business so to say as a yoga studio if you searching something more for earn the money gyms are really good if you will find the place they will see what you can what are your experiences but i would also recommend to have at least maybe one class why not uh, what is different in gym is that the people are coming from they are interested in yoga but mostly they are not having that idea that yoga is something different as a sport so the environment there and the um, expectations of of people that come to you are different than the environment the vibes in the yoga studio mm -hmm. and a lot of yoga teachers who are teaching in my yoga studio tell me this that they really enjoy uh, teaching at um, our yoga studio because it's a yoga studio and they can immediately feel the difference uh, of how people Uh, come to the class, how they prepare themselves, they, how they be following really and trying to feel not this bodily change, but also the mental change that the practice does with you. And uh, in the gym is much more just workout, workout, <laughs> exactly. Uh, another difference I would like to mention is that in the studio, you have um, like more intimate setting. So usually you have smaller classes and gyms, I mean, some gyms really, they can go up to 20, 30 people yeah. in the class easily in my experience uh, i mean this is where i learned how to teach these big classes in the gym <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that means that you have a different energy and you have to be um 
you have to adjust you have to be a slightly different teacher in a in in a class where there are so many people there is not so much time to adjust people so you really have to project more of your own practice and be more of a leader uh, rather than a facilitator and in a like in a yoga studio environment where the classes are usually much smaller you are more of a facilitator you create this environment for people to have uh, their unique experiences and usually you are adjusting people and you're helping them to go deeper into your practice instead of like practicing in front of them for the most part yeah. and i would say this meditative part it's also better to do in the yoga studio because in gym it can be also some music from the other class or people coming and going out so you will not if you really want to go deeper in this part um, that will not be that uh, convenient to do in gym yes and also in the gym people sometimes come with like injuries like sports injuries mm. because they're like pushing themselves really hard and it's it's kind of difficult to address that in a yoga environment at the fitness studio um, it's very tricky so when someone comes to a yoga studio there is more of a feeling that they're going there to heal themselves to work with their body in a different way rather than to like push it and just like go to your limits and pump it up, you know? So yeah, you have to also deal with people with these kind of attitudes and you have to rem remind people much more in a gym environment to take it easy and to be gentle and to be mindful with their bodies when they practice. Yeah, especially with the injuries. Yeah, oft, uh, often they think that yoga is something easy and something for relaxation and a little bit stretching. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's and not, they not rip their hamstrings. Yeah. <laughs> After you already have gained some experience at a yoga studio or at a gym, and you have a bit of a following, like you have your own students, you have people who come to the class for you, not because they want to work out or because they have their whatever evening yoga class after work it's because they're, they're there for you as a teacher this is the time when you could tell them maybe to subscribe to your newsletter or to keep in touch in some kind of way and where you could actually offer them to do something outside of the space where you teach i don't so, think that's very good idea um, i mean this is um Ethically, if you're working in some yoga studio as a teacher, you can't... Okay, now you think as a the, studio owner. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't just take the people outside. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, yes, you don't, but I mean... I don't mean to take people outside. You, yeah. I mean that if you, for instance, teach at the gym and you are offering some kind of uh, yoga workshop that helps people to learn more and, and deeper about yoga, and this you think do. that it would be really fitting for the people in the, in, in the gym classes that have been practicing with, with you for a long time and kind of like starting to develop, you know, this um, interest for yoga as a method that is not just working out, then it totally makes sense to invite them yes. to a different space to, to practice. Of course, um, I don't say that you should steal all of your <laughs> students from a yoga studio where you where you got these people in the first place and most likely people are not gonna follow you because people go to a yoga studio for a reason it's probably close to their home it, it's convenient they've been doing it for a long time and people are so used to their comfort zones they're, they're not gonna 
like follow the teacher, to, you know, while the teacher is traveling from this studio in one part of town to another studio in another part of town. It doesn't really happen. But like for special events, for workshops, and maybe for yoga holidays or retreats, you could communicate to your um, uh, students in, in a yoga space or in a gym that you work in about um, something that you're doing outside of the space. Mm. And uh, you can offer them to join. And this is perfectly fine. Of yeah. course, another possibility is that you really do have the, these kind of students who really are there for you. And for some reason, it doesn't work out for you with the studio and you have to leave. So you tell your students, okay, sorry, I mean, that's my last class. And they ask you, okay, so what are you going to do now? And you say, well, I don't know, maybe I'm just going to rent a space um, like a dance studio and uh, offer classes there. And they're going to tell you, well, I would like to continue. Like you just be, you have to be open and you have to be ethical when you do this kind of thing. And in the end, it's up to your students to decide what they want to do about you not being able to offer uh, their favorite yoga class at their studio anymore. Yeah, I, I would say that you should be very careful with this in the way of a gym that's uh, completely other it's not a yoga studio and mm -hmm. mostly people have their their contracts for one year so they can't just quit yeah. of course you can say um, i'm doing some yoga workshop or some yoga event there and there and invite people that's uh, not no problem but if you're in yoga studio and really even how we started yeah you come to sap first you really grow in the studio and then you go away and take your uh, the students with you i don't think it's a very good idea and if you have a, and i you want to make some extra event, then better maybe to speak to your studio owner and say, hey, I would like to do this and that. Can I make an advertisement mm -hmm. uh, at the studio? Can I tell it to the students? Then it's a um, clear way. And of course, if you go somewhere, because I don't know, you move to some other place, you can stay in touch. But to say, I don't know, I am now on the next street, I am opening my yo yoga studio and just come to my class. Yeah, You can say this, but I, I'm, I don't know how good it is. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I really love that Nadia provides a great perspective as like from the side of the studio owner. And I speak more from the position of a freelance yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a tricky one. And I think in the end, it's your student who will decide. But I also want to mention this idea that there are many yoga teachers who believe that people come for them. So they have like really big classes in a very fancy, very popular yoga studio. And they think that if they're going to go to a different studio, then people are going to flow. Uh, and it doesn't happen because uh, maybe the people weren't like they were happy with you as a teacher there and they went to your class. They chose your class among other classes in the studio. But people are attached to spaces. They're attached to their lo geographical localities. And uh, if, the, if the space uh, is very strong and dominant, like if it's a strong brand, it's a yoga studio that is, you know, like, like a franchise and it's available in many different places. And it's a very specific feel and it's a very specific experience of a person in that space. Then they're, they're really there for, for that brand of the studio itself and not um, for you as a yoga teacher. <laughs> it's possible 
you can always find an alternative space to teach. Uh, it could be like a space to rent. It could be an art gallery. It could be a school. It could be a kita. It could be a university. It could be a um, co-working space. It could be a business yoga. Um, as you become more experienced and as you have like a nice resume and able to teach many different people in many different circumstances for different goals and needs, you, you are able to take a yoga class in any environment and teach anywhere. Yeah, that's a modern way and a lot of businesses environments are very open for this and like to collaborate. This is the other possibilities, how to find a space to teach. Don't only think about yoga studio. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you will rent by yourself, of course, you have to think about how you will advertise your course. If you do flyers, if you do your website, uh, if already some friends. And what we wanted to emphasize to like sum up all that we were talking about today is that no matter how long you're teaching, if you're at the beginning or already experienced you all the time continue to work on your teaching style never stop learning especially for the fresh yoga teachers it's an issue to find yeah your own style what you want to do and how you want to proceed to give your yoga knowledge to the people and this will be the topic of our next episode number mm -hmm. seven Yeah, and by the way, style is something that can change over time as well. I mean, if you think about artists, they have periods, right? They have these periods where they paint everything in this style and then they paint everything in that <laughs> style. So yeah. be always open and never stop learning. So the learning takeouts today are the three questions that we prepared for you to answer. And you are welcome to do it right now to yourself or write it down. You can always share with us per email or make a comment on social media we're always happy to on connect. the website yeah you can make a comment so what are the questions Nadia yeah the first one is what level am I at and what level can I teach to others think about this uh, when you start to give your yoga classes the second one is think about what yoga studios in your city you would like to teach in and maybe write them down and down visit them try to find more connections as we were t talking this time And the third one is, what alternative ways of teaching can I find? Think wide. Outside of the box. <laughs> Outside of the box. And imagine where you can give your class. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper. With you were Anastasia and Nadezhda. Feel free to connect to us over our web space, yogateachershelper.com over Facebook and over email.